Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Baird for this day 26 of month 3, 2023. It's so good to be with you for another Sunday meditation, which we're gearing up for. But before we get into that, we want to take a few moments to pause. I'm sure there's a lot of things on your brain, some things that you would like to just get off your chest, if you will, or just take a few moments to allow your heart, allow your inner workings to kind of connect together. You know, the scripture says that the Lord stands at the door. Jesus stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. If you're listening to that, you hear me, I'm, I'm knocking on my heart. That's where he stands. He doesn't knock as hard because that can kind of hurt you a little bit. So please don't go start punching yourself in the chest. But he stands there and he knocks and he asks to come in because when he comes in, he handles all the business. You know, I'm a firm believer that sitting here yapping about what's going on is, is, is counterintuitive. It hurts you. The more you talk about your struggles, the more you talk about your situations, the more angry and frustrated you get and sometimes what can seem to be a cry out can be very harmful so just sitting there quietly and just allowing your heart to talk is i believe more um, and more important it's more it's better yeah it's a better way to communicate we'll do that in just a few moments just sit there and <sighs> Just do a little bit of that while Mama Bell serenades us. Because as I said, you got a lot on your mind that you'd want to talk about with the creator. There's some things that I would like to bring to us for public consideration, if you will. We would like to send our prayers out to the people of Mississippi. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, there was some issues down there that left at least 26 people killed and a dozen injured after powerful storms and at least one tornado pummeled the southeast on friday night ripping roofs off homes nearly leveling some neighborhoods and knocking out power to thousands president joe biden uh, is said he's quote praying for those who have lost loved ones in the devastating tornadoes in Mississippi and for those whose loved ones are missing. And he's also, quote, focused on federal support where it is needed most quickly. So, in the words of Governor Tate Reeves, they have issued, who has issued a state emergency in the counties affected by the severe storms according to the release i'm devastated by the destruction and loss of life that these storms have caused he promised the state of mississippi would do everything to send resources to those in need and help them rebuild homeland security will provide support to the impacted communities and we look forward to having the Secretary of Homeland Security. The moral of this story is, after reading all of that, is that people are starting to figure out how they can be not only 
supportive through their prayers and uh, through their thoughts, but also how they can be supportive through their dollars. So please uh, listen out for ways that you can support uh, in that area as well. Other things to consider this morning, uh, not just in Mississippi, but we can head on to Texas where at least two are dead and 10 hospitalized after medical emergency on a Texas train. Please pray for those individuals that are suffering. And then two dead and five unaccounted for after explosion rocks Pennsylvania chocolate factory. They had at some point made a statement that five people were dead, but they were thankfully uh, able to recant that and say that only two had lost their lives. And they're still looking for the other five people who uh, still lost in the in the struggle. So please pray for those individuals over in Pennsylvania, Texas, and in Mississippi. That's Midwest, South, and North parts of these states united is in need of our lovely prayers. Now that's what I would like to submit for consideration. As I said, I'm sure you have some things that you would like to to put on the proverbial altar. We're going to do that right now. Just prepare our hearts, sit wherever you are, and just let your heart do the speaking, as we said. As Mama Bell hits that piano and serenades us for a few moments. I must tell Jesus all of my problems. That's the focus here. Let's do that now with ourselves, inside of ourselves, calmly and peacefully. I must reiterate that. Mama Bell is going to play.
For our time together in the scriptures today, we want to focus on Habakkuk chapter 2, reading from verse 6 through verse 15, talking about the five woe oracles. Woe one. Woe to him who amasses what is not his and loads himself with goods taken in pledge. Woe too to him who dishonestly makes wealth for his house to place his nest on high to escape the grasp of disaster. Woe three to him who builds a city with bloodshed and founds a town with injustice. Woe for to him who gives his neighbor drink, pouring out your wrath and even making them drunk in order to look at their nakedness. Woe five to him who says to wood, wake up, or to mute stone, come alive. Can it teach? Look, it may be plated with gold and silver, yet there is no breath in it at all. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent in his presence. That is our word of the Lord for this day 26 of month 3 our Sunday meditation my friends if you are as we are preparing should I say for our time together meditation you may have somebody on your mind that you're considering that you think should be a part if you would go ahead and slide in their DMs send them a text message or if you're calling in you might need to hang up and give them a ring a ding ding and then call on back in the moral of the story is you know what i forgot a group of people the people who listen to this on demand how can i forget about them oh we have so many different ways of connecting together however way you're finding us, whether you need to hang up and call back or press pause here because your partner is in the other room and you want to get everybody involved. Whatever you got to do, just take this moment right now to let's get everybody in place before we begin get into our Sunday meditation. We're going to take a moment and then we're going to, as they say in Miami, get to it to it. Huh? Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett, excited to inform you that our Sunday meditation for this 326, 2023 begins right now.
All righty. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mama Bell. Best best alarm clock ever. Need to record that for my phone so when I want to get up, I have some beautiful music to listen to. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the first virtual church. This end of the month, almost service. Welcome. Welcome. Hope you had a great week. Today's going to be another beautiful day. Sunday's always a glorious day when you celebrate the Lord, when you worship him and and hear his work. Thank you for joining us. We just ask that you uh, continue to do that, and uh, God will continue to bless you. The more you worship him, the more he loves you. Think about that one. Mm, Amen. God is always good. Thank you, Lord, for being here. Thank you, Lord, for watching over us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the strength to be here. And thank you, thank you, thank you. For all that you do for us, we don't thank you enough. And that's my job, to make sure everyone thanks you for being our God, our Lord, our Savior. Amen and amen. 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 Jesus loves me. Yeah, Jesus loves me. Thank you. 
How are you fine individuals on this day? Yes, bless, bless. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know, it's so beautiful. Uh, uh, we we had to send the FBI out to Mama Bell. And uh, after the FBI found her, then we started service and uh, Brother Dennis wasn't here, so we didn't know if he would know. And then we didn't tell Mama Bell to order service. And don't yeah. you love it how all that worked together? <laughs> Everybody just came in and got in line. And it was just so beautiful. I had a, a little uh, dream last night. I thought I would share it with you. Uh, I don't know why I have these dreams periodically, but I do. I somewhat wake up in a cold sweat. And uh, uh, the dream was about this boy. This boy was uh, at, it was a Saturday night rendezvous, if you will. I think you can figure out what that means. So the boy was participating in some illicit activities, met this little gal, and he decided that he and that little gal were going to go do some things. And so they took his daddy's car, took his daddy's car and rode out on the town and then they came back and snuck into grandmama's house. Snuck past grandmama. Grandmama was in one room and daddy was in the other and they were sleeping. The boy went into his room and shut the door and they participated in some events. And then they woke up. He was in a panic. Girls like, oh, it's gonna be all right. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So they snuck out the house. Daddy and Grandmama's tongue still hanging out their mouth. And they got back to wherever she was supposed to be, and he got back, put the car in place, and everything. And the girl said, "We made it." They said, "No, we didn't." I said, "Yes, we did." said, no. They said, well, you don't have to explain about what we did. I don't know if I care about that. You don't have to explain about the car. I don't care about that either. They said, what you so mad about? The lady, the boy said, I'm mad not because we slept in grandmama's house. I don't care about that. Not even because I stole the car. I don't care about that. I'm mad because I'm late for church. <laughs> <laughs> and that lets you know that no matter what you do, just be on time for church. Uh-huh. That's all right. Well, I didn't get a laugh like I thought I would, so I'll let that slide on. Mama Bell is still whatever she's doing today. I believe our great pastor is on vacation. 
so he will uh, not be with us on this morning. He's probably one of them people still with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. And so uh, we will uh, let that, that man go and relax and enjoy himself. And we will take some time here in a second to to pray not only for him and his well-being, but for uh, people all around the world. Uh, in his absence today, if we can, do a little uh, what I call spiritual intercessory exercise. Yes, I made it up. And what you do in that spiritual exercise, if you will, is getting up out of your chairs, out of your beds. And it's a great time to look around. You know, sometimes you need to just look around the house, just see some things. Not the dirt, that's going to make you mad. <laughs> no, don't look at that. Don't look at that pile of dishes in the sink, that's going to make you mad too. Somebody made a casserole and forgot to put it away, been sitting there three days, probably gone bad, you're going to throw it in the trash. Don't look at that either. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Don't look at those things. Don't look at that pile of laundry that you ain't done. Not only don't look at it, don't go near it, because, woo, the stench coming from that pile. So go on past that. Go on down there and look at that washing machine. Thank the Lord that even though your clothes stink, it's because you was lazy, not because you didn't have the resources. Rub your hand on that washing machine. Be thankful for that. While you're down at the washing machine, there's a little contraption next to it. Some people call it a dryer. You can rub your hand on that. And if you don't have a dry, you might have a little somewhat of a piece of wire that's hanging from one side of the larger wall to the other. You call that a clothesline. If you don't have one inside, it's certainly one outside. Y'all old folks remember when y'all used to go out there and hang the clothes on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was this was back when you was washing them on the in the tub outside with the live soap. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, you ain't never been that poor, I understand. Remember that. <laughs> See, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got you, sophisticated folks. Ain't never been poor before. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Be thankful for that. You don't know nothing about washboards. That's all right. Thank God I don't know nothing about Yeah, that's, that's some country people. Uh-huh. And so we're thankful for the couches that we sit on. You clicked your lights, and they came on this morning. We're so very thankful. 
Somebody's playing the radio. We thank you for that, too. <laughs> what else is it? <laughs> You're looking at every house. <laughs> We're thankful for that. You got a cup of coffee to drink. These are things to be thankful for. I'm thankful we can laugh this morning. They say laughter is like medicine. Some of us need an overdose in that. Mm. You're stiff all the time. Just laugh a little bit. We're thankful for that. We're thankful that the the earth is warming a little bit. We're stuck right between the earth warming and it, or the earth being super frozen and it being super hot. We're stuck right there. We got that little sweet spot right there. We're thankful for that. Some birds are going to start chirping in a minute. They're going to sing. You know what we thankful for? We thankful they actually can harmonize. You ever heard a bird off tune? I'm thankful they all can sing. Some folk going down to church this morning, they're going to hear one, two people, and Lord, they can't sing. We're thankful for the sun that will rise. Oh, so pretty in the east with that nice piercing orange that will turn into a big ball of fire. We're thankful for that. We're thankful that again that at some point in our day, according to the meteorologist, is going to be a nice 60 degrees, it's going to get up as high as 67, that nice sweet spot. You can go out there in your nice pretty clothes today. You're not going to get cold. You're not going to sweat again. We're thankful for that. You're not going to need an umbrella. You can style and profile and let everybody know just how good you look. We're thankful for that. We're thankful that you opened your wallet, and it might have been not what you wanted, but it's at least two, three dollars in there. Somebody woke up this morning super broke. We're thankful for that, and we're thankful that we have a decent potion, a decent potion, not portion, potion talk like the old country folks of our health and strength. That leg moved a little bit. It may not move like it used to, but it certainly is moving more than it was. You rub that hip and, and it ain't talking trash this morning. We're thankful for that. 
And if it is, we're thankful that you got a nice little tub sitting over there that got hot water. Go on there and sit yourself in it. And turn it into a nice jacuzzi. Some of y'all got jacuzzis in your bathtubs. Oh, we're thankful for that. Got jets coming out the bottom. Oh, how blessed you are with your high-saluted rich chef. We're thankful for that. You're going out to your cars and they're nice and pretty with the windows down and the sunroofs open. You can put holes all in the car, in the roof, in the side, in the back. Some of you can take the top down and let your hair fly. We're thankful for that. Don't let it fly too long. We want you to forget you got a wig on. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need you to take off of Jamie's Boulevard or your hair fly to Ingleside. <laughs> but even if it do, we're thankful that somebody else would be blessed with a wonderful wig. They needed it, you know. <laughs> So we'll be all right. You got to stay in the truck. We're thankful. You'll just go from curls to breeze. By the time you get to church, it'll be all right. Again, we're thankful because the Bible says in all things, give thanks. In all things, we praise. To find joy and sorrow, to find hope for tomorrow, to find peace. In spite of the storm, we're thankful. We're thankful for our spouses, our family members. We're thankful. We're thankful. Some of us have been married for a long time now. You can look at your wife and you can be thankful. For some of us, divorce has never come up one time and we're thankful. Murder two, three times, but never divorce. (laughs) And we're thankful that even though the murder came up, it was... It was formed, but it didn't prosper. Some of you should be thankful that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You pushed some folks to form it, but it didn't prosper. We thank you. And our Lord, we ask for your blessings as we continue our time together. 
We're thankful for those who might look at this and say, y'all laugh too much doing prayer. But, but God has a sense of humor, and he allowed us to enjoy each other. He allowed us to have the heart to just laugh. There's some things on your brain, some things in your mind. As you are sitting there looking, you've been thinking. We pray for you. I don't know what those things are. It may be a maybe one of your your cheerings. You're going, God, she crazy, he crazy, Lord, he crazy. We pray for you. We pray for you that you will look beyond their crazy and realize they ain't doing no more than you did. You crazy too. We all crazy. Father, forgive us for we all crazy. Bless our families. Bless our friends. Bless our husbands and bless our wives. They made us mad, we married them. So God bless us for making that choice and help us deal with it. I don't know what's on your brain. I tried to think about anything that could possibly inject himself into you. But there may be one or two things, as I said, that I forgot. You take those things and just lay it out there. You ain't got to talk about it. Just lay it out there. Throw it away. Whatever that might be, might be just a good thing to tell the Lord as I sit here and drink my cup of tea. Whatever it is, you know, some things you know, I don't even know what's wrong with me, dear Lord. All I know, I'm just mad. I don't even know why I'm mad. I'm just mad. But, Lord, you can heal my anger. <clears throat> Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer <clears throat> that calls me from a world. Of care and bids me at my father's throne makes all in seasons of distress and grief. My soul has often 
sound release. I lost my spot, but that's all right. I thought Mama Bell had it. My back is like, <clears throat> I was sipping. Regardless of whatever that last line is that I forgot, just went right out my mind. But, Lord, you know, as we take this moment in this sweet hour of prayer, And all those in agreement with that prayer, I believe the Lord has heard you this morning and will answer your call. You respond with a howdy. Amen. 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 Y'all sleep? Yeah, we sleep. Amen. All right. All right. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse number 6 through 15 is where we were directing our attention, but it was one part of those woes that I want to talk about with you today. I want to talk about verse 9. In verse 12, I want to focus on those two woes. Verse 9, woe to him who dishonestly makes wealth for his house to place his nest on high to escape the grasp of the disaster. Verse 12, woe to him who builds the city with bloodshed and founds a town with injustice. I want to talk this morning about woe to the right. Woe to the right. If you feel your neighbor is asleep, somebody yell, wake up! Wake up, little Susie, wake up. All right, everybody's up. All right, everybody's up. I was reading an article a couple days ago about some policy that was uh, taking place on one particular side of the aisle. I didn't want to come here, or, or as the article also indicated, they didn't want to come and uh, start bashing uh, Republicans. We don't want to say that, all oh, the people who bleed red are just bad people. As a matter of fact, in one of uh, these articles, it was a op-ed, or one of these pieces of this series was an op-ed by seven different Republicans. 
those Republicans were arguing against the current style, the current status. And there were evangelical persons who have all their lives been preaching against various issues. At least in in the last decade, you have found that uh, these particular individuals have been on the right side of the conversation. They have pushed back against progressive views, pushed back against various issues, pushed back against ideologies coming into their world, their orbit, if you will. They have been stark anti-people as it pertains to the LGBTQIA agenda and abortion rights and so forth and so on. They have been on the side that pushed back against these liberal policies, if you will, but now they find themselves in a very particular situation. They find themselves lost. They find themselves without a political asylum because they're looking at what the world is becoming. And they realize that a humble ideology, a humble community, a humble group of people, dare they say, who once was on the side of just morality and liberty has now become a breeding ground for insurrection, a breeding ground for hatred. for members of communities who would like to feel that they are better just because of the color of their skin, for members who feel that they have certain rights, certain unalienated rights just because of the color of their skin, for people who feel that the Constitution was only a certain color of people, those folks now occupy the right, and there are other members who were once there Better get nervous. They wrote in this article, in this piece, woe to the injustice that is the right. Again, I must reiterate for those of you who are listening to this and might have missed the whole setup to that uh, last statement. You might draw the conclusion that, again, this is a super liberal trying to cast shade, if you will, on the other side, trying to push the liberal agenda at the expense of the conservative. But I must declare to you for consideration that that was no liberal. That was no gay man. That wasn't even a black man who spoke out against those injustices. No, that was one of their own kind who stood up in the middle of their own meeting and said, this is not right. There's another article that I read 
spoke about a gentleman who went down to the Klan and said, you know, I joined this organization because we felt a certain way. We were only trying to preserve our legacy. We were only trying to build our name. We were only trying to make sure that we had our stake in society. But what I have come to understand is that us, our, we having our stake in society at the expense of another group is wrong. Again, that is no liberal. That is no gay man or woman. That is not even a black man. That's a skinhead going to his own people saying this isn't right. At some point in time, the reality has to come to conclusion. The nail has to be drived in by the hammer. And that reality then becomes apparent that our focal point, our mission, even though prayer is the key and faith unlocks the door, but works subtracted from faith is dead. Oh, we can pray and we can fast and we can call on the name of the Lord. And all of those good things are very, very important to the Christian faith. But there is a missing piece. The ability and the need to open one's mouth and call out injustice. To open one's mouth and call out wrong. When the question is asked at our Sunday morning services, most try to argue or deny it. I have been thinking for some time now, and it has bothered me, and, and I ask for your prayer and consideration as I tackle one or two details going out here on a little journey here on a little mission the good thing is around this area especially in the Kojic church the uh, leadership is getting a little bit more young Bishop Ellie Willis the second has now left us Bishop Daniels of the second jurisdiction of the Kojic Church has now left us. Dr. Al Jones has left us. And out of all of these people who have left, their replacements are somewhat in the 40, 30 to 40 range. We got young people stepping up to the helm. And so the question that is presented to me and these conversations. Not that I wish to speak against or promote the idea of separation of church. 
that black folks should be on one side and white folks should be on the other. I am not trying to say that. Yes, I know the scripture says that there's one Lord and one faith and one baptism and all must come through one. I get that part. I surely do. But I also know the history of these churches. And the second thing that I also know is that Jesus ain't like churches. Oh, before you decide to bow up against me, I must remind you of one or two details. There were three times that Jesus went in church in his lifetime. The first time they put him out, the second time he put him out, and the third time he ripped it up. So if our Bible is to be true, and its words correct, then it is obvious that Jesus and church organized religion to be precise does not get along. And then that brings me to the second part of that piece of business. Churches like the Lutherans who were founded because Martin Luther decided to speak out. He decided to call out injustice and almost got killed for it with his 95 theses and one nail a hammer to a door. John Wesley, with the Methodists who decided to speak out. Charles Harrison Mason, with the Church of God in Christ, decided to speak out. Charles Harrison Mason built the church on holiness and a church on values, and his mission statement was, listen, I don't understand how you can call yourself Christian. I'm not a saying that you should be a perfect soldier. Charles Mason wasn't saying that. I'm not saying that you should not go to various places. I don't know where they got it from, that it was against the law to go to the beach. Going to the movies was inaccurate. Uh Some of you know you couldn't play marbles because there was a scripture said marble not. He said, I am not speaking against that. What I got a problem with is hypocrisy. Don't cuss me out and you hoeing around. Don't talk about me and you hoeing around. Lady was asking one day, she was trying to find salvation. Lady said, you need to go find Jesus, find Jesus, because I found Jesus. I know Jesus. Jesus is my friend. I found him, I found him. I got Jesus. I got Jesus. Lady said, I don't know how that lady found Jesus. I'm looking for Jesus. Somebody tell me where to find Jesus. 
the lady looked at her sanctified and self-righteous. Well, if you can't find him, it's because you ain't looking in the right places. You need to go find Jesus. Find him. The young lady was depressed because she was alone. She was hurting. She was broken. And she was just looking for something to fill the hole inside. And she was trying to find Jesus. I'm trying to find Jesus. self-righteous woman was just looking down on her and nagging her. I don't know what you talk about. What you mean being alone? Ain't nothing wrong with being alone. I'm alone. I don't need nobody but me and Jesus. Find Jesus. So the girl went home depressed. She had been to church and she was depressed. She went down the street and she was talking with one of her friends and the friend was saying, it's going to be all right. You're going to find what you're looking for. You're going to find what you're looking for. They said, I don't know. I don't know. How can I find Jesus? They said, oh, you're looking for Jesus? They said, yeah, I'm looking to find Jesus. And they took the lady, this circle of friends, the depressed ladies, she was in this group, and they said, come on, I, I think I know what Jesus is. I heard where he is. And they went around the street about 2 o'clock in the morning to that sanctified, self-righteous, stuck-up woman's house and shined a light in the one, and the back door flew open. <laughs> and they said, who that come out the back door? They tell me that's Jesus. <laughs> Hypocrisy Is what Bishop Mason preached about That hypocrisy got him thrown out of the Baptist church Because the Baptist preachers would get up And they would cuss out the people on Sunday and sleep with the secretaries on Sunday night. He spoke against it. The deacons were running the choir numbers. And he said, you ought to live a life. The old folks said, I want to live so. God can use me anywhere. At any time. Church has been very convoluted and very messy. But the thing that I propose to these young preachers is a conversation. Again, I'm not against integrated churches. I got no problem with that. But what I have a problem with, and I express, expressed it to some of these young preachers, is that our culture is going down the drain for these more integrated interracial ideologies. Wow. Our style. 
is going down the drain. Our, our heritage is going down the drain. I got no problem with interracial. I got no problem with all coming together. But can some of them come see us? Why do our churches have to be the ones that are expendable? You're right, you're right. Why do our communities have to be the ones that are expendable? That's the question. That sure is. That I want to ask. I go over and I look at these churches, and, and sometimes I tell our black brothers and sisters, and, and, and I have no problem with them. I, I must reiterate, I have no problem. I don't. But you are flooding their churches at the expense of your own. You are flooding their businesses at the expense of your own. You are flooding their communities at the expense of your own. And your neighborhoods and your families and the things that your parents worked hard and slaved to build are getting washed away for somebody else's dreams. I have questions. Thank you. Thank you. I have questions. Unity does not mean one survives and another dies. Justice does not mean one survives and the other dies. Equity does not mean tear down one group to build another. No, equity means we all come up. And in some cases, separation to elevate is must. Because we're different. The red folks think one way, the black folks think another, the greens think a third, and the blues think separately. We're not meant to all be in the same box. You look in the book of Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, and you see how God told Moses and them to break each other up into tribes. The 12 tribes of Israel. I have a question with people who speak against tribalism. Tribalism is not the problem. It's understanding that no tribe is better than the other. That's the problem. Don't hate the tribe. Hate the supremacy of tribes. Don't hate the segregation. Hate the inequity of segregation. And so this morning as we look at woe to them who build cities on bloodshed. Oh, we're not talking about guns and knives. Most folks only see bloodshed as one-dimensional. The blood that is shed from your skin outward is not all that's the problem. Some folk died because the blood won't pump it right. Mm. 
And why was the blood not pumping right? Because they had anxiety. And why did they have anxiety? Because they weren't getting paid right. Because the insurance was going up. Because their mortgages was going up. Because their taxes was going up. Because their light, gas, and water was going up. That's bloodshed. I was reading the other day, and someone said to a group of pharmaceuticals, they said, can I ask you a question? And they said, certainly, they said, why is insulin so high? And they said, well, it's ROI. And they said, ROI on what? Because the gentleman who created insurance, or insulin, should I say, gave it to you for free. So what are you ROI? A lot of the medicals and, and different drugs that are transmitted through our culture was produced and invented by people who wanted to do good for the culture. And somehow it got into the hands of pharmaceuticals and skyrocketed the prices. Why is that? We just spent our time in a pandemic, a pandemic that took the lives of over a billion people. One-eighth of the planet was wiped out by one series of events. And a fourth of the planet was impacted, whether it's economically, whether it was societally, whether it was educationally, whether it was just the, the leftovers, if you will, the remains of the billions. A fourth of the planet lives have been turned upside down by one thing you might have heard of it's called COVID. And now they're petitioning the pharmaceuticals makers, one of them, are petitioning for them to release the state of emergency so that they can charge you $160 a dose for something that just killed the whole planet. Unjustice. Whoa. To injustice. This morning, people ask, as our dear granny will come to pray for us in a moment, why do you have these type of subjects? You need to talk about salvation. I am. You need to talk about evangelism. I am. The Bible only speaks to a sinner in two words. Repent and turn to the Lord. Sixty-six books of the Bible. It only has two ideas for a sinner. Repent and come to Jesus. The rest of the book is written to church folks. rest of the book. It's written 
one theologian said, is God's love letter to his children. So we spend most of our time trying to get folks into a save center, and then after they come in and walk down the aisle and give the preacher their hand, they go in the back and they fill out a piece of paper, let the church know how much they're making paying taxes. And then they put on a little white robe and they take them to the pool and let them go for a little swim. And then after that, nobody cares. That is where the conversation like this starts because once they come about that pool and they go take that towel and dry their face, they're heading back into this stuff that we're talking about here. They're heading back into a life of injustice. They're heading back to watch their mothers and fathers get put out on the street. They're heading back to watch their grandmamas lose their health insurance and their mothers lose their benefits. That's what they're heading back to. If we don't spend more time caring for the needs of the people instead of preaching to them, we're going to lose a whole generation. Nobody cares who you know. And they even care less about what you know. The only thing they want to know is do you care? Jesus, he knows all about our struggles. And he will guide. Till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. And since we're supposed to be Christ like that, should be our central message. How do we lead people to a Christian that is passionate and caring and considerate and looks out for those who have left. I don't know how I feel about that. Somebody just flushed my whole message down the toilet. How do we look out for people? How do we concern ourselves to people and show them that there's not a friend? I'm flawed. I make mistakes. I don't like that word, but I make mistakes. But there's not a friend. Now, he will show you how to work through these problems. He will show us how to work through these injustices. He will show us 
how to overcome these trials. There's not a friend like the lonely Jesus. No, not one. My dear grandmother's coming to pray, and when she prays, I ask that you would consider these moments. Are we just preaching? Or are we actually doing something to better our world? Are we speaking out? Are we letting folks know that we understand? Are we going to our civic league meetings not because we want to be fussy, but because we want to speak out against injustice? We want to speak out against wrong. Are we taking our resources? You ain't got to give it to them people. God said bring 10%. That 10% can go to the mission. That 10% can go to children without hunger. That 10% can go to boys getting education. I don't care where you put your money. Are you doing things? Are you supporting things that showcase the guiding light of Jesus? That is the question this morning as my granny comes to pray. Most Lord and all wise Father, we just thank you, we love you, we praise you. And God, as we heard your word today, enlighten us, O God. Give us the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding, the revelation of your word, that we may walk in the light of your word, that we may trust you, and Lord, that we may be examples to those that said they want to come to you, that our lives might enrich others to come to you, that we might look to you from whence cometh our health and strength, that we might trust you, God, and know that all power is in your hand, that we would believe in your word. Help us, O oh God, not to just talk your word, but help us to believe it and walk in the light of your word, that we might be them living epistles that's read by men and women, that we can encourage the souls to come to you for that this morning. Bless this morning. Bless the, the word that we have heard. And help us to be doers of your word, dear God. We just thank you this morning. We praise you and we magnify your name. And, God, we give your name all the honor and the praises and all the glory. Because, God, it is a gift that you have given us that we may stand boldly for you. And we just say thank you. Bless this radio audience this morning. Bless our church. And, oh, God, we ask you to bless our pastor. Keep him, oh, God, ever standing on your word, standing, speaking the truth. We just thank you this morning. We praise you and we magnify your name. And, God, we say thank you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, we're at this point, which means one or two things. Either we've come to the end of this awesome time together, or you might have found yourself thinking that you were calling in at the right time, but you missed it.
or somebody connected you with this why would you know i i found out they can share it like if somebody shares it with you like right now it's going to start like right here to in some apps and things and so you're possibly getting the end don't call them and get all hot and bothered by it just go ahead and exit out and find it and start over it's it's ways to do that and if you know not then call them and ask for help um, wherever this is getting you if you're at the end and you're like okay what, what, what happened well go back to the beginning or if you're calling into the replay line and you're getting this well you can um get this by dialing the number you want to get a pencil and write it down actually this is not the replay line that you're hearing this you're hearing this on the actual church line but you need the replay line so open that that contact section of your phone uh, and get this or open your your you still got them them contact books where you actually write the numbers down your grandma would do that's what she's going to use right huh she got a pencil nine seven eight nine nine oh 5097 that'll get you to where you need to go to get what you need to get um and what else uh like i said if you're hearing this on demand and somebody sent you this and because I, I i tell you again i found out that you can just if they send it to you like right now it's just going to start at the end and so ain't no point of getting mad just figure out how to slide it back to the beginning and start on over again or you might just want to relive it after you've already heard it. You can do that too. The The possibilities are limitless is the moral here. All right. So we thank you. Um, if you need to get that replay, if you need to share it with somebody, again, open that contact part of your phone. Uh, open that contact book for grandmama and write the number down. 978 9905097978990597 We'll do this again. How about Wednesday round about here? Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters. Uh -huh.